0: What is his heart for you? What is his heart for your friends? What is his heart for this city? I want to know his heart. I want to know his heart. I want to know Christ's heart for the church, for his bride. Hallelujah. just want you guys to think about that for a moment. You see, worship is not something you just sing along to. It's it's a, it's an entire it's your entire being involved in it. Your actions, your life, your mind. You love him with everything you have. And I want you to think now, use your mind. What is God's heart? What is God's heart? Jesus said that he is humble and gentle at heart. Think about that. The Lord of the universe. The creator of creation, the God who could simply zap us out of, a un- out of a existence, the one who breathed life into us. his The earth is his footstool, the heaven is his throne, and he is humble and gentle at heart. He's approachable. Many of us have come here and we've had things going on during the week, things going on during our day. I, I didn't. No one comes in here having the, the most Mr. Rogers day of the, the, the year, you know. Uh, for example, my last class, because like, I'm a PE teacher, my last class, the kid screamed at me because I told him he was out in dodgeball. And he started screaming at me violently. And I was, I thought I was going to have to fight him. I'm like, nah, man, I'm going to keep my testimony. I'm not going to fight him. I got him to go to the office. But just understand that, you know, like what is, what is God's heart at that moment, right? What is God's heart? for him at that moment some of you guys have been hurt by people but right now we don't want to focus on the hurt in worship we're not focused on anything of ourselves anything of of our our actions during this week we simply focus to God and we give him praise we give him glory so I want to now sing that song uh, that verse but I want us to focus on his heart the heart of God is not like fragile and 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 just hurt right I think the Lord it, has had a broken heart for people. I believe that because He cares about people. But it's not like God is depressed. God is full of joy. It's not like God is, is stressed. He's, no, He's peace. He's peace Himself. So I want us now to look to God's heart that stays steady. That's the one thing we can cling on to is God's heart. Amen? So let's worship in this song again. But this time, focus on God's heart. No matter what you've gone through this week, I want you to give it to the Lord and worship him, amen?
1: so pull me a little closer. So pull me a little closer. Take me a little deeper. I want to know your heart. I want to know
0: your heart. His love is, His love is sweeter than anything, than anything this earth could ever give you. Any I love this world could produce. Tell him that. Tell him you want to know his heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to let you guys know that God knows your heart. You know, a lot of, that's like a, a weird phrase that people use to justify sin, but I want it to be used to show you that you can't hide anything from God. That you're, you can never produce enough songs in your lip to hide what your heart is saying. But then also this is an encouragement to some of you. who, You feel like your heart has been broken. You feel like your heart is damaged. You feel like you're broken yourself. It's like, listen, God, God knows your heart. He can make you new. He can give you a new heart. He can make you new. God knows every single thing you've ever been through. He knows it intimately. The Bible said he is familiar with all our ways. With every single thought, he knows what we're thinking before we wake up and before we go to sleep. He is everywhere at all times, and he cares. We worship a God who cares. He is not distant Uh, far away from us, but no, I believe he's in this room right now, and his ears are wide open. He's inclined to hear what you have to say. He knows what's on your heart. Just begin to speak to him. Everybody, eyes closed. Begin to pour out your heart to the Lord. Pour out your heart to the Lord. Lord, God, I just give you, God, every sin, every, every bit of anxiety, every bit of stress, Lord. Lord, every bit of man-pleasing, anything, Lord, I give it all to you, Lord. Now let every person in this room hear your voice today and not harden their heart, God. Lord, I pray that every person in here would listen to you and that their prayers would not be just some kind of uh, regurgitated prayer they heard when they were young, but, God, it would be from the heart, Lord. Just a few more moments i want you guys to just begin to speak to the lord and i'm talking about you can go to god with anything every burden everything weighing you down every care every anxiety listen jesus's name is greater jesus is more powerful he cares more he cares more listen you may think depression is powerful but i'm telling you right now jesus is more powerful you may think your sin that has been bound, binding you up is powerful, Hallelujah. but Jesus is more powerful. You think you've had hard times in your household. I'm telling you right now, God is able to give you joy. Yes. Listen, you can, you can, you can trust him. Like the song said, he's sweeter than anything you've ever tasted. You can literally taste and see that God is good. That he is a refuge. He is a safe place for you. You no longer have to run to social media. You no longer have to vent crazy. You no longer have to do the things of the world. You don't have to do that anymore. You don't have to blow up. And you don't have to have some kind of weird uh, sense of, uh, of uh, uh, val- validity that you need when you're talking to people. No, no, listen. God cares about you. Go to him. He will show you how to be healed. I'm going to close this out in prayer, but listen, I I feel that for some people. God knows your heart, but he wants you to pour it out to him. He wants you to stop hiding, right? Stop putting up a front, and he wants you to be real with him in prayer. You cannot conceal anything from God. With all eyes closed, with all heads bowed, I just want you guys to take a seat now. But in a, also in prayer, though, so worship band, stay up. You guys take a seat. I want you guys to chill for a moment as we pray. Don't be uh, just focus on the Lord. It's you and Him amongst the body of Christ. Just so picture His throne room right now. Picture His throne room. Picture Jesus on His throne. Listen, he, I mean, if, if it makes it even easier, think about an armchair. Think about a loving father in an armchair, right? And you're the child, and and you're you're, you're excited, or you're down. You know, you want to talk to your dad. The father is listening. The father is listening. He has time for you. He cares for you. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for listening, Lord, for your throne room of grace, God, that you have, through your Son, allowed us to speak to you and to hear from you. I pray that each and every person here, God, would know you, that they would know of your power, of your hope, and God, that one day they would be a part of your glory. Lord, thank you for this time in Elevate. I pray that each and every one of us would receive from your word, that none of us would harden our heart, none of us would rebel against your teachings, but we would all humble ourselves and humbly accept the word of God that is planted in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You guys, just give a hand clap for Jesus. A hand clap for Jesus. Give us some noise. On a count of three, Jesus. One, two, three. That name is greater than anything. I'm telling you, you can just shout the name of Jesus. You're having a bad dream, just begin to say Jesus. Begin to say Jesus. You are having a hard time sleeping. Begin to pray in the name of Jesus. Jesus, that name is power. The name is power. Amen. Welcome to Elevate. Elevate. Elevato. Elevato. que. Vas, vas 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 ervin hyman that's right we multicultural up in this we got duolingo on deck yeah. duolingo on deck we got that app amen welcome to elevate we meet every friday at 7 p.m if you're watching live thank you for watching we would rather have you be here amen amen guys yeah. if you got friends invite them they need to be here we need to hear the word of god we need to be amongst people our age that love the lord but yeah, man, we're starting a new sermon series. The purity ceremony is over. Everybody say, aw. But there's always next year. If you didn't participate in it, there's next year. Uh, but it's not too late to live pure now, right? You don't have to wait to the purity c- ceremony next year to live pure, live pure now. Amen. If we can get the lights on so people can read the Bible that they brought, amen. Okay, if we can go to the sermon slide. We got a new sermon series coming up, and it's called The Fool. Everybody say, The The Fool. If we get a picture of Mr. T, I know this is random, Kelvin. If we get a picture of Mr. T, uh, anybody know about Mr. T? Man, oh gosh, y'all don't know about Mr. T, the A team. The you ever seen Rocky Balboa? Which one is it, babe? The third, the fourth one, or the fifth one? Third. third, oh gosh, neither of them. The third, Mr. T. If we get a picture of Mr. T in all his, uh, his chain glory, all his chain glory. So. I'm not gonna lie, I've been wanting to do something like this for literally a year, and I was gonna wait till April. But every time in, there's April, it's Easter, right? So we gotta talk about the resurrection. So you know what? April Fools came early. We're gonna talk about the Fool. Amen? Everybody say the Fool again, just one more time. Today we're talking about being guided by feelings or faith. Everybody say feelings. feelings. Everybody say feelings. feelings. Say like Drake with autotune. All right. And everybody say faith. faith. Say it like you mean it, faith. faith. So we're going to talk about being guided by feelings or faith, okay? So how do you, and, and the, it, really to lead into the sermon series, I have one question for you. How do you tell the difference between a wise person and a fool? One is cray-cray, that is true. One is cray-cray. Well, it's simple. One fears the Lord and the other is hot-headed. Everybody say hot-headed. So this is Mr. T real quick. He got like literally how many chains. Man, that's a good question. How many chains does Mr. T have? Man, so that's Mr. T. That dude was uh, a legend. He actually got saved, gave his his life to the Lord. Amen. And that's why I'm talking about him today because before he was a fool. Even though he pitied the fool, he was a fool. But he got saved, amen. So if we can go to really quickly to Proverbs 14, 16 through 17, uh, we live in a culture that has now begun to idolize their feelings, right? Anybody ever really uh, like, like heard people talk about things and the decisions they make? And one of the things they uh, allude to as the reason why they made a decision is their feelings, right? It's their feelings, They'll say, man, well, I felt like this was the right choice. Hey, man, like I was talking to, to one kid today, and he like straight went off on another kid because he had too many hula hoops, and he's like a four-year-old. And I'm like, why did you just start screaming at him? Because uh, I wanted to. And I'm like, this kid literally just screamed at another kid because he felt like it. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's really not that common. Like, like, it's not uncommon even when you're an adult. Some people just do things because they feel like it. And that's a weird thing to think about. Why do we do things just because we feel like it? And in today's society, we've learned to idolize that. We've learned to say, hey, these feelings, we're going to live by them now. If you've got a phone on, please, if you turn it off, it's kind of distracting. But we are going to idolize these feelings now. That's what society is saying. We're going to literally live by these feelings that are up and down all the time these feelings that come and these feelings that go that's what we're going to live by that's why you hear anybody ever heard of your truth speak your truth anybody ever heard that like man you got your truth right well hey you got to speak your truth how does that even make any sense there's only one truth right if 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 Jackie has a truth and Abigail has a truth but their truths contradict which truth is truth You see, if you're speaking your truth and you're just talking about what you're feeling, you'll never know what is true. And at the end of the day, it's foolish. People are led by their feelings, and they end up being fools. So in Proverbs 14, 16 through 17, it says, the wise fear the Lord. Everybody say the wise. Everybody say the wise. Say it like you got some coffee. The wise. There you go. The wise fear the Lord and shun evil. But a fool is hot-headed and yet feels secure. A quick-tempered person does foolish things, and the, one who devises, uh, and the one who devises evil schemes is hated, okay? So really quickly, I want you guys to understand that the wise fear the Lord. Now, what wisdom and being wise is different than being intelligent. There's a lot of dumb, smart people. There's a lot of dumb, smart people. I mean, they can list all types of facts, all types of statistics, right? They got straight A's, but there's, they can be some of the most naive people sometimes. They can be some of the most people that will just literally do whatever the crowd is doing, right? I have a, I've, I've experienced a lot of people that in grammar school, these kids had straight A's, but they were always just going with the crowd, doing whatever everyone was doing. Always. Once we got into high school... One girl, she had straight A's, ended up getting straight F's in high school, started doing cocaine and dropped out senior year. I mean, literally just just crazy, right? Just crazy. I mean, and 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 this was a straight A student in 8th grade. So things sometimes tra- change so drastically because of foolishness, because of people uh just serving their feelings. But the wise, they fear the Lord. And wisdom is something, is a wise person is someone that has the capacity, right? They have the ability to understand, but also the ability to discern. The ability to discern is the ability to know what is right and what is wrong. To the ability to know what is true and what is false. That is what a wise person is. So you may think, man, I'm pretty smart, man. I got like like three B's, two C's, one A. I'm decent, right? I think I'll 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 put myself in the smart category, but you might not be wise. That's for sure. Uh, and and this whole sermon series is gonna lead up to actually a skit that we're doing. And uh, since I explained what wise is, as I'm doing that, I want uh, Kelvin to put on the uh, trailer if you could, please, my good sir. We got actually a snippet of the skit, right? We're gonna have. In March 27th, you should have heard that in a breakout group if you didn't, right? So put that on. If we can get the lights off real quick. Yes, it is the hype. It's featuring someone that you know very well. And Five, four. There you go. Boom. Come on. Cinemax got nothing on this.
1: Yo, April! Hey, yo! April! Hey, yo, April! Girl, er, I know you can hear us. So, Rico got a new car and we're about to go smoke, so come join us. Yeah. I told you guys I haven't been with us anymore. Wait, what? Like, why don't you do that anymore? I'm a father of Christ now. <laughs> Hold on. Wait, so you actually take that serious? Like, you walk around with the Bible and you think you're better than us now? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I'm better, but... So, you have my number. You know where to hit me up if you change your mind. I probably won't, but okay. Um,
0: Maybe a few months ago, I would have said yes, but things are different now. I'm different now. Ever since I started
1: following Jesus, it's been easier to know what is right and what is wrong. I guess I'm just not the same hot-headed girl who follows her feelings anymore. I live by faith.
0: Man. So, so really quickly, that's just a snippet. We're going to have more snippets to come. But she says something. She lives by faith now, right? Uh, and she mentioned, how many of you guys know that, I mean, it may not be weed, but it may be other things, right? Where you have friends that you're really close to. Uh, I, for one, man, had lots of friends that all they wanted to do was be lazy and, and then play basketball and, and then play 2K all day, my whole, whole life. That's all they wanted to do, all throughout high school, all through summer and everything. And uh, when I came to Jesus, right, I was like, man, you know what? I'm gonna, I think I'm, I'm not going to do that, right? I'm not going to just do whatever you guys are doing. They did other stuff that I never partook in, part, partake, partook in. But understand, like, you have a choice to live a wise life or a foolish life. Amen? So the wise fear the Lord, all right? So this girl right here, which is Bree, but her name is April, right? She fears the Lord. Uh, and And, like I was saying, wisdom is the ability to know what is right or wrong it's more than just knowing stuff, okay? Wisdom is not just knowing stuff. you understand that uh, understand that fear as a Christian is not fear of punishment though because the Bible says there's no fear and punishment uh, there's no fear and perfect love because perfect love drives all fear so Because fear has to do with punishment. So what is this fear as Christians that we believe in? Well, we believe that the fear is fear of being on the outside of God's family, right? Fear of hardening your hearts against God. Fear of being in continual sin. Basically, fear of not being good with God. That's what we, we don't fear punishment as a Christian while we're Christians. We're not walking around like, man, I got to live holy I'll go to hell. Man, I got to live holy or I'll go to hell. Man, I got go to man, I gotta live holy. But no, it's when we sin now, we understand as a Christian, oh, snap, this is wrong. And this right here, if I continue in it, will lead me away from God. The fear of Lord now almost smacks us in the butt, tells us to get back into the right path. That's what the fear of the Lord is as a Christian, right? It's understanding the consequences of your actions, not only morally, right? Like if you, if Olivia went up and just slapped someone, right? Uh, She'd get in trouble, okay? She'd get in trouble, especially if she did it to me, you know? I'll tell her mom and she'll, she'll she'll get grounded, hopefully, right? And she'll get suspended. But Right, there's, a, there's that consequence, right? Like if you rob someone's, if you take someone's car, you go to jail. That's Grand Theft Auto. This ain't no video game now. There's consequences. There's no respawn, all right? You understand that. But then there's also the spiritual consequences that come along with it when you have the fear of the Lord. It's knowing that you're good with God now, but man, I just sinned. Let me repent because I want to remain in God. Because being outside of God is not a place I want to be. So the Christian that fears the Lord is wise. They understand these consequences. And without the fear of the Lord, there is no wisdom. If we can go to Proverbs 9, verse 10. Proverbs 9, verse 10. The beginning of wisdom, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You may think, I know a bunch of things, and you're just stacking up things you know, saying you're wise. But if you don't have the fear of the Lord, you have no wisdom. So the fear of the Lord is wisdom. It's the only way to start to determine what is right and what is wrong. I'll, have you understand, I'll, I'll let you guys know that this nation, most of the people do not have the fear of the Lord. I mean, you think about the number of teen pregnancies. You think about the number of abortions. You think about the number of you think about the number of people on drugs. You think about the number of abuse uh, the number of people being abused. People don't have the fear of the Lord in this world. That's why the Bible says that no one is righteous, not even one. So literally, we live in a world that is, in a sense, foolish. But they don't even know they're foolish, and we'll get into that in a second. But, right, this person that it does fear the Lord, they know their, their consequences of their actions, and they don't just sin willy-nilly. They don't just continue on and sin. It's not like you're like, man, I just sinned. Well, I'm going to keep sinning. I already did it. Like, anybody ever, when they are little, they got in trouble, and they are already doing something bad, so they just kept doing it anyway? Anybody ever did that? Like, you're like, you knew you were about to get in trouble, so you said, man, I've already done this. Let me just go all the way now. You know what I'm saying? Like you ever just like straight like was writing on the wall when you're a kid and you're like, man, I shouldn't be writing on the wall. But then you're like, man, I already started. Let me make a whole masterpiece out of this wall. And then you just draw, you try to make your Pablo Picasso out of that wall, right? Yeah, like you started halfway, now you go. Listen, we don't do that as Christians. We're like, man, I already sinned. Let me go full on deep with it. Man, I mean, I hit the blunt once. I hit the blunt once. Let me hit it another time. Matter of fact, let me go to every session. Oh, man, I got drunk once. Man, let me make this a habit now. See, you don't just sin and then all of a sudden say, I'm going to keep on sinning. No, when you sin, you're like, oh, snap, I just sinned against the Holy One. I just sinned against the the perfect being. I just sinned against God himself. This is the one who loves me. This is the one who cares for me. This is the one that holds my soul. Literally, the Bible says that we shouldn't fear people because all they could do is kill the body. But we should fear the one who can kill both body and soul. So as a Christian, we understand that. We're like, whoa, 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 let me back off from this. God, forgive me. Let me stray away from it. Let me. Let me go back to your path. Let me get right with you. We understand that with the fear of the Lord. And with the fear of the Lord, there is a shunning of evil that is done. That's only when you're wise. My wife is a babysitter, so I'm pretty sure she understands this and she appreciates this. But how many of y'all have changed one diaper before? If you haven't changed a diaper before, I don't know what's wrong with you. Because I, I, I don't even have any siblings. And I'm afraid to change diapers. And I've changed a diaper before. If you have, then let me ask you this question. When you get a whiff of it, do you keep smelling it? Do you keep smelling your baby brother, your baby cousin's dirty diaper. Do you just say, Oh yeah, that's that's uh that's what I live for right there. No, no, wh- what what do you usually do? You say, Oh, eh. you might you might say, Okay, I'm not doing that, right? I'm not doing like Damien, have you ever changed Mason's diaper or no? God bless you, right? Bethany, I'm I'm pretty sure you've changed lots of diapers, right? Right? You ever got that one where you're just like, no, I'm gonna leave this for Hannah? Like <laughs> You ever got that one, right? Or Brandon, I'm pretty sure. Brandon, have you ever changed Joseph's diaper? What? Have you ever changed Lydia's diaper? <laughs> no, I just want to make it a little awkward. Just ask, okay. But man, you know, there's some di- sometimes where you smell it, and you don't even have to start changing his diaper. You're like, Lydia, you got this, right? But it's the same thing with sin, because once you recognize how nasty sin is, once you recognize how God views sin, how disgusting it is, you shun it. You say, this is disgusting. This is revolting. This is something I don't want. I don't want to keep sniffing sin. I'm done rolling in the mud. I'm done eating this dung. I'm done with it. I'm done with sin. You shun it. You push it to the side. And that is what happens when you're wise. So this is just a a real quick definition of what wisdom is. And I want to ask you, do you consider yourself wise then? Do you shun evil? Because it says right here, the fear. Uh, it says right here that the wise fear the Lord and they shun evil. So if you fear the Lord, then you shun evil. To love God is to hate sin. This is what Scripture teaches. And if you say, "Well, now nah, I kind of like sin. I don't hate it." I don't dislike it. I'm kind of like I got this love hate relationship with sin. Like sometimes sin do me good, and sometimes sin be bogus to me. Like no no no, it's not about that. It's man, I hate sin. I don't want it because if you do have that, then then you you are wise. The Bible would say you're a wise person. Now continue to grow in that wisdom. But now let's get to the fool. Because if you're saying no to that, but I know for sure I'm not no fool. I pity the fool like Mr. T. No, 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 no. Well, let's see what the Bible says. Let's see if the Bible would call you a fool. If we go back to Proverbs 14, verses 16 to 17. It says that the fool is hot-headed, okay? The fool is hot-headed, and he feels secure. Okay, this is a big thing. Uh, the fool, is a quick definition, the fool is someone who lacks understanding. So if the wise person is someone who has understanding, the fool is someone who lacks understanding. You are missing some bit of understanding in your mind, and you're unable to make good judgments. You're unable to discern what is good and what is wrong. But most importantly, you're doing this at the same time of being in rebellion. Everybody say rebellion. So not only are you lacking the ability to understand what is right and what is wrong, you don't understand that, but you're in rebellion towards a certain standard or person. That is what the Bible defines as a fool. So a fool is not just a dumb person. Like I said, you can be a very smart fool. You can be a smart fool. Matter of fact, you can be a fool who reads books. You can be a fool who has a PhD. You can be a fool who got his taxes already, knows how to do his taxes. You could be a fool in any category of life. A fool that is not not determined by how much stuff you know or how much stuff you don't know. It happens to do with your lack of discernment of doing what is right and what is wrong. So the fool is a hot-headed and secure, right? So hot-headed is an arrogant person. It is someone who is good with what they feel and doing. Like, I feel like doing this, so I'm going to do it. I feel like... Being angry and fighting people and cussing people out. So I'm going to do it. And I'm okay with that. I'm good with that. I I know I'm good with that. You know how many Christians are okay with their high-headedness? How many Christians feel secure in their own feelings? In their own feelings, their quick feelings? The fool is perfectly fine. In their foolishness. That's what it means. So if you are a fool, that's the, one of the worst places to be because a fool himself is okay with being a fool. That's like a baby, right? Go back to the baby in the diaper. The baby in the diaper is cool being in its poop. I mean, it might start sticking his hand in his diaper, start sniffing it. If you don't wash it, it might start eating it. And, and here's the thing, though. But that's how a fool is in his folly he's okay with being a fool matter of fact he loves it he's safe in it he's secure in it he knows that he's he might be wrong but he's cool because he knows what's best he's airy he's hot-headed it continues to say a quick-tempered person does foolish things when you're quick to go into your feelings you're quick to lose your temper or do anything revolving your feelings you do foolish things how many times have you felt like doing something, and then after you've done it, you regretted it? In hindsight, you're like, dang, that was stupid. Like, I know as a married person, right, and if you are married, you can relate to this, but you said something to your spouse, and you're like, dang, that was dumb. Or, you know, some of you guys who have had boyfriends and girlfriends, you said something to your girlfriend. She's like, man, how does, do I look fat right now? And you're like, yeah, you kind of do. And then, because you just felt like saying that. You're like, man, you, yeah, you're right. Or, or you're angry at her, right? So you said... Hey, man, like, you just said something to spite, you know, like, man, you know what? I hate when you make lasagna because it sucks, you know what I'm saying? Just to get at it, right? My wife has never made lasagna, so don't worry. Not talking about it, right? But no, you say something out of your feelings. It's quick. It's sharp. You're just doing it really quickly and it ends up being a foolish thing. You see, that right there is not wise. That's what someone who's hot-headed and quick-tempered does. And it says the one who devises evil schemes is hated. See, a fool is not just a stupid person, like I'm saying, but they're a, they are a morally bankrupt person. That means they're morally empty, they're morally dry. They don't know what's right or wrong. So sometimes they'll continue to do what is wrong and what is wrong and is wrong. Matter of fact, they'll plan to do what is wrong. Some of y'all are foolish guys. You plan to have sex with a girl and you plan to do it all the time. And little by little, you're like, man, we don't need protection. All of a sudden. You get her pregnant some of you girls are foolish and you devise times to have sex with boys and all of a sudden you get pregnant you see you end up seeing where your evil schemes uh leads you and no one even likes it says in the bible people who devise evil schemes that's why you'll see people with drama in your life that all of a sudden they're always getting in fights i remember in high school And in grammar school, there's always people that, man, they would just plot things. They would always be gossiping in the playground, always gossiping in lunch, always talking about this person. All of a sudden, they get up, pull up their hair, ready to fight someone. Everyone hated that person. You see, you don't understand how true the Bible is speaking right here. The person who devises these evil schemes, they're hated. You see, the fool is not liked. Understand that if you're a foolish person right now in society, the Bible is saying you're probably not liked. If you read the book of Proverbs, you'll understand that the fool is, is really giving a bad rap here, man. He's really talked down to. And the Bible is being completely just true right now. So this is what I want to help you guys understand is that there is a clear contrast between the wise and the fool. It's clear. It, there, there's no comparison between the wise and the fool. If we can go to uh, um, Proverbs 25, 28, there's a clear contrast between the wise and the fool. The wise person fears the Lord, of evil. The fool does whatever he feels like, and he feels okay with it. He's all right with it. The fool is okay with being a fool. But I want to help you guys understand that it is dangerous for you to be a fool. It is dangerous for you to be a fool. There was a point in my life when I was a a new Christian, and I had to repent from this because the Lord put on my heart to preach to this one dude that I went to high school with that would always get in a fight. I mean, this dude was the most hot-headed dude, most quick-tempered dude, most just felt like doing something. I mean, he elbowed like three girls one time in a fight, just straight, on purpose, just boom, boom, boom. And I was in the hallway like, what's going on, you know? And this guy would always get in a fight. The Lord put it on my heart. Reach out to him. I was like, ah, man, I don't even know this dude. So I didn't do it. Two days later, no, a week later, he gets shot and killed. I'm telling you right now, there's so many, so many examples of when you lack self-control, when you don't know how to be guided by faith instead of your feelings, where it ends up being dangerous for you, ends up being unsafe for you, ends up being wrong for you. Like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. When you lack self-control, you are like a city whose walls are completely broken through and the enemy has gotten into. If we can go to really quickly to chapter 4, verse 21. How does that look like? It looks like you not guarding your heart. It looks like you not guarding your heart with wisdom. And it says right here, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. When you let the devil and you let lies, and you let foolishness invade your hearts, you are like a city whose walls have been broken into. You get taken over. You get be- you're-, you're taken captive now. You are no longer a person who's in control of their actions. That's what happens. You ever seen anyone blackout before? Just straight black out. Maybe you've blacked out, right? Dude, they don't even know what they're doing. They straight black out. They're just swinging. They're just cussing. And then all of a sudden, they wake up. And they're like, well, I don't even know where I was at for a second. Listen, I want to let you know that that's like, like, that's like the, the, the extreme, but it doesn't just start there. It builds up. And so it's, they're completely taking control of their feelings, all of these quick temperaments of sin, So, there's a clear contrast of the wise person and the fool. And I'm telling you, it's safer for you to be wise than to be a fool. Do not be caught today being a fool. If you are a fool, life will be a lot harder for you. I'm telling you right now, if you are a fool, life will be a lot harder for you. If you don't believe me, check the Bible. If you don't want to believe the Bible, well, there's a lot more wrong with you, okay? But I want you to just look around in your life, right? See all the people that start drama. See all the people who gossip. See all the people who slander. See all the people that live by their feelings and don't care about the consequences. Just just look around you. You'll see the product of foolishness. Now, are you a fool that's just a question you got to ask yourselves. Are you a fool? Do you find yourself doing foolish things? Do you find yourself being hot-tempered? Do you find yourself being arrogant, secure in that? Do you, do you, do you enjoy being a fool? I want to let you know you're not in a safe place. You need to repent. You need to repent. And here's the thing. At the end of the day, the difference is not education. It's not even family. It's not your upbringing. It's not some religious attitude you need to have. The difference is faith. You see, the difference between a fool and a wise person at the end of the day is going to be faith. You see, it takes faith to actually fear God. You have to have faith in God to fear him. You have to have faith in God to fear him. You have to trust him at his word. You have to trust God at his word in order to fear him. But not only that, a lot of us, we feel like I got to do this X, Y, and Z to get out of hell, right? Like that's what a lot of people feel. That's what I felt like in high school. I had to do X, Y, and Z or I'm going to go to hell. But no, 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 no. The Bible says in Galatians 3, 11 through 12, if I can get Lawrence up in the keys, that the Bible makes it really clear that the righteous live by faith. A righteous person is someone who is wise. They know what is right, and they are living by that standard. They're not in rebellion against the standard. They are in partnership with that standard. They are walking along that standard. That's what the righteous person is. It says right here, clearly no one who relies on the law is justified before God because the righteous will live by faith. The law is not based on faith. On the contrary, it says the person who who does these things will live by them. So, pretty much you will find yourself making wise choices you'll find yourself being a wise person if you simply live by faith if you simply live by faith without faith you're not going to be able to be wise wisdom only exists because someone trusts God because if you don't trust God you can't fear him you can't believe what he says like like for example if your parent if you got your dad some I, I grew up in a household like this where my dad he he would kind of disagree with my mother, but like I, I'd be like you know hey dad like I would do something my dad wouldn't punish me but my mom would, right? So when my dad told me not to do something I'd be like eh, whatever I'm gonna still do it, but when my mom told me to do something, oh man I had to do it, I had to do it because I knew I trusted her word when she said boy if you don't clean up your room I'm gonna throw out your PS I'm gonna throw out your PS2 out the window, I mean she meant it. When she said, listen, if you keep talking like that, I'm going to slap you, she meant it. She meant it. I trusted her at her word. And you may say, man, that's a weird analogy for God. But I want to understand that God, he always keeps his promises. God keeps his word. He is not like man that he should lie. And if you are in this room living like a fool, you are in rebellion against God's standard. You in this life, I'm telling you right now, you cannot afford to be a fool. You cannot afford to be living according to your feelings. Your feelings will send you off, but God, if you trust in him, he'll keep you safe. He'll keep you safe in his wisdom. If I can have uh, the altar workers come up, please, and if everyone can stand to their feet. Listen, I wanted to get this foundation. We're gonna be talking about foolishness and wisdom throughout the whole month. But I wanted this foundation for you guys to understand what is wisdom and what is foolishness, what is a fool and what is a wise person. You gotta understand that because you're either one, you're either or. You're either or. And I understand you might be thinking, man, Joby, you've probably done some foolish things. Yes, I have, but I repented. And that's what I'm telling you guys today. If, you've ca- if you keep catching yourself doing foolish things, if, you're ca- if you catch yourself planning to do foolish things, man, just hear this word as a warning, man, just to, to repent, to get away from that. Come back to the Lord. Let him guide you now. Let wisdom be your guide. Let the faith that you have in Jesus, right, determine your actions, So the altar call is simple. If you are a fool that does not fear God, come up. And you may say, man, dude, I'm not going to admit I'm a fool. Well, listen, I'm telling you right now, everyone has had to admit that. Everyone has had to admit that they are a fool when they come to Jesus. Jesus, I'm wrong. Jesus, I've been wrong. I've sinned. I've been a fool, God. You have to admit that. You have to admit your shortcomings. You have to admit that you don't know everything. You have to admit you're not right. You have to admit that you are a fool in order to receive wisdom. Listen, understand that it, it, I don't know if you, I, I deal with a lot of like counseling at times, where I'm constantly talking to people, trying to help them understand. Like even in school, uh, like, hey man, you don't have to do this. Think about it this way. I try to get people to see the other way. But when you're talking to a person that's set in their ways, that thinks their ways are always right, that is hot-headed, that is stubborn, but yet feels good. Like, man, you know, I'm good. I don't care. I do what I want to do. Like, like, no. When you talk to that person, it is one of the saddest things, especially after you see what happens. TJ, this is the third person. He's third or second person you preach to that literally a couple years later, they end up in jail. I mean, it's so hard. You're talking to people that are, are literally fools, and you're trying to lead them to the one who can make them wise, and they refuse it because they love their folly. They love to be fools. Don't be that today. Don't be that today. And we pray for those people, man. They come to know Jesus. I use that as an example to help you understand that the Bible is talking about reality. Now, here's another thing. If you are a Christian and you're saying, man, I, 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 I don't believe I'm a 100% fool. I don't really live by my feelings. But I've understand I need to grow in wisdom. Listen, if you want to grow in wisdom, just come up here. We'll pray for you. The Bible literally has prayers for wisdom. Paul prays for us to grow in our wisdom, our spiritual wisdom and understanding. So as Lawrence sings, I want to invite you guys uh, to the altar, females with females, males with males. But listen, man, don't leave this place a fool, amen? Know, Know what is right. Know what is wrong. Be able to discern that. Wisdom is attainable. You don't have to keep making the same mistakes, the same foolish decisions. God will grant you wisdom. He will give you wisdom.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Jesus. Listen, some of you in this place, man, even if it's in your own seat, You need to reflect on this word because you've made a lot of foolish mistakes. And I'm telling you right now, on the outside, you look like nothing but a fool. And I say that with love. The Bible says you have to be careful how you say that. But I say that with love. Some of you look like fools. You need to get along with God right now. Think about this word. Talk to Jesus. Ask him to give you wisdom. a few more moments. I want to give you guys some time. Some of you say you're too busy to pray. Some of you try to make excuses. Listen, now there's a time. Now is a time to pray, to seek the Lord. It's away from the busyness of your schedule. It's away from sports. It's away from homework. Seek the Lord now. This is your time to pray. say a prayer dismissal. But if you still need prayer, you can come up. If you need prayer for healing, anything, you can come up. But Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word. God, I pray that today that we would understand what wisdom is and we would understand what foolishness is, God. I pray that all of us would learn to fear the Lord and to shun evil, to say no to sin and say yes to you, Lord. Lord, I thank you that you are, you are for us, not against us, that, God, you may call us out like calling us a fool, God, but you do it out of love to help us, to show us that there is a way that is right. Lord, I, I thank you, God, for this, uh, this time. Lord, may fellowship just be glorifying to you. Be with everyone in this place, God, throughout the week. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. You guys are dismissed. You guys are free to get some snacks. If you still need prayer, I want to invite you to p- get prayer.